that back, Turbo. Hey, we're live. Hey, hey. Pick and Roll Episode 5. Welcome, everybody. Sorry for the uh, late episode, but, you know, things happen in life. Cliff here, along with... Carter. Carter is here. He's talking down towards his phone I was and not towards the microphone, so probably a little bit muffled. It's all good, though. It's all good. Uh, today is Wednesday, June 24th. This is our fifth episode, and uh, we're going to try something a little bit different based on some of the feedback that we received. Uh, episodes were a little bit too long, uh, maybe a little bit too much content, so we're going to trim episode five down into just a couple of segments and... Uh, trim the time down a bit and see if perhaps uh we have a more receptive audience what do you think Carter? makes sense it's been right. preferred so. yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with uh you know experimenting and tweaking it's just a, our fifth episode so um one thing we're not gonna uh stop doing is plugging our social media accounts you can follow us on twitter at the pick and roll underscore pod you can find us on facebook as well at the pick and roll pod or you can also email us at the pick and roll podcast at gmail.com and carter is anxiously awaiting your emails so that he can reply yes <laughs> carter's very into it this morning i'm very good at email that's cool so. well you know email's a thing and uh things have to be done so let's jump right into the first segment of the day the first topic of the day and that is our man jamal adams safety for the new york jets he is demanding that trade well i don't know what oh jamal adams demanding a trade uh he's put out his list of uh teams that he would prefer he has made it clear he does not want to be there he's made it clear he doesn't want to be in new york he's also in my opinion made it quite clear he wants to be in dallas that dallas is a uh, a very very suitable destination for him and it should be you know he's a louisville he's a louisville kid Come back home and uh, play in front of the home crowd. And God bless the Cowboys. They certainly need help at the safety position, do they not? Yes. So, let's talk Jamal Adams. Let's talk about his trade demand. And let's talk about what you would give up to get him. So, I will start with uh, the Jets. Wow. First of all, what a bunch of idiots uh, for not giving this guy the money he deserves. Dude deserves his bag. He's been the best defensive back in the league, in my opinion, in the past three years consistently. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, to not give him the payday that he deserves doesn't really speak well for the Jets organization. Of course, you can just look at their track record over the past decade and see, you know, they don't speak well for themselves. Carter, <laughs> what do you think about the Jets' uh not get not paying Adams like he deserves. Uh, I think they're waiting until his contract runs out because football is just one of those sports you don't know if they're going to get hurt or not. Their career is going to go downhill or something. So I feel like they're waiting until the end of his contract, which could be a good idea, could be a bad idea. You won't really know until you're there. And that's the thing. You know, the teams want to wait and, and, and play out the contracts and uh, avoid that, uh, you know, that max deal, that, that large uh, contract. While the players are thinking about the short term, you know, the teams are, or teams are thinking about the long term. The players are thinking about the short term. You know, what if I get injured? Or, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? They want to protect uh, their financial future. They want to protect it for their families. And, uh, you know, it makes sense, but it puts both parties in an awkward situation. But with the talent that Adams has, if I was a Jets, I would have gone ahead and done it. 
Yeah, I because mean, now they're going to lose him unless they force him to stay there, and then he's just not going to be happy. He ain't going to play. Yeah, he's not going to play. So, you are a general manager, and as a Cowboys fan, I'm going to say, Carter, you are Stephen Jones. What are you giving up to trade for Jamal Adams, and why? Only because I think that now that he's made it clear he wants to come to Dallas, they're going to ask for more. Originally, I would have been a first, third Tyrone Crawford kind of guy. So a first rounder, a third, and then throw in Tyrone Crawford, which is interesting. Okay. But now I think what they're going to want is probably like a one, three, five, and like probably like Maurice Kennedy or probably still Tyrone Crawford. So... But do the Jets, do you think the Jets need that much help on the defensive line, though? I think the Jets need help everywhere, to be honest. I th- well, that's true. But, I mean, honestly, I think that the one position on the Jets defense where they are uh, the most solidified would be on the defensive line. So I would see a first, uh, the Jets asking for a first, a third, and something to uh, to help uh, fill the hole that Jamal Adams is going to leave. So maybe I would see them asking for uh, Xavier Woods. Oh, well, I'm just saying this is what they would ask for. Now, what would I give them? I would give up uh, a first, a third, and you mentioned this a few days ago when this whole thing flared up. A guy like Anthony Brown would be expendable. Yeah, even though I love him, dude plays some good man coverage, but oof. Someone's to get go. Jamal Adams, though, you're going to have to give up some value. Anthony Brown has value. He's not the uh, top-shelf value, but... Probably our best corner. Yeah, I don't think so. Probably. Other than Jordan Lewis and probably Daryl Worley. If you're going to bet your man Cheeto? I love Cheeto, but... Well, he's still, we he's still a solid corner. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... His list of teams include uh, some teams I would love to see him play for. Obviously, I'd love to see him in Dallas. I would yeah. love to see him in Seattle, if not Dallas. And then... That'd be beautiful. A lot of these so-called experts, I like to say so-called experts, are saying that his best fit would be for uh, with him in an Eagles uniform. Which and is, that makes me want to vomit. Yeah, I saw the pictures. I was like, oof. It makes it makes sense though. Um, he would fit into that system really well, but uh, just the thought of a guy like Jamal Adams, a Texas guy, a Dallas guy, going to the Eagles, I would like to think that it, deep down in his heart, he does not, he does not want to play for the Eagles. So, prediction: Where does he go, Carter? Um, as we wrap up this segment, I'm thinking Dallas, San Francisco. New Orleans, one of those three. So you think, okay, Dallas, New Orleans, San Francisco. Uh, yeah, I like, uh, I could see him going to any of those three. I think the one that he's not going to go to, I, just because of uh, his ties, man, I just, I don't want him to go to the Eagles. I'm hoping he doesn't go to the Eagles. I think that they uh, don't have anything to give anyway. I'm a little uh, I'm a little uh, pessimistic on whether Stephen Jones and his dad, old Jerry Jones, will uh, pull the trigger on a deal, especially after what we're going to talk about in our next segment. Um, so, as much as I'd love for him to come to Dallas, I see him going 
uh, and playing on the West Coast, whether that be with Seattle or San Francisco. And then a third, if I had to pick a third, it would be Dallas. But I don't know. I just don't know if the if the Joneses have the uh, uh, the stones to uh, pull the trigger on that deal. Gosh, I wish they did, but I just don't believe in them. So we hope he comes to Dallas, right? Yep. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, best of luck to Jamal. He's a great guy and a freaking fantastic player. And hopefully we'll have an update on this uh, pretty soon. So uh, stick around. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will have a little bit more football talk in our next segment. We'll be back. Yes, sir. All right, we're back. And, uh, man, we got more football talk. And this time, we are talking Cowboys. We are talking quarterbacks. We are talking Dak Prescott uh, signing the franchise tag tender. And now he doesn't have a choice, Carter. He has to report uh, to training camp. He cannot hold out. And the Cowboys still have, uh, what, about a month until July 15th to – sign a uh, get a long-term deal done with him just about but i heard they're not even close so you know i just don't know what to believe i I would like to think that by signing uh accepting the franchise tag that they did have some progress um because it certainly it it limits tax options going forward but he's going to make just a a hair over 31 million dollars this year with the tag and i believe that's going to leave the cowboys with about 11 million dollars in cap space and that number is uh, is important, I mean, for obvious reasons. But as we were just talking Jamal Adams and a possible deal to bring him uh, to the Cowboys, if, you know, if the Joneses have the testicular fortitude to swing that deal, sack up, boys. Um, though the Cowboys still have the cap room for Adams, uh, I don't know. I'm not getting into the numbers. This is just me talking. But um, Dak signing the pre- uh, excuse me, Dak accepting and taking the franchise tag. Carter, you have mixed feelings on this. Please explain. I like Dak. Okay, I love, love Dak. Dak. Love Dak. But and I know he deserves a lot of money. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league in my mind. Obviously, you look back at episode one. I ranked him at number five. So I think he deserves money, and I think. He deserves the money that he's getting on the tag, but we need a long-term deal because he is one of those quarterbacks that I could see playing for a long time. So a tag and hearing that they're not even close just kind of scares me because I really want this dude to be here for a while because he's a really good quarterback. So I agree with absolutely everything you just said, and I will add a little bit onto that. By taking the tag this year, if they do get a long-term deal uh, in place before the season starts or before the July 15th deadline, what is that going to uh, do to the Cowboys financially going forward? Because now with everything, uh, you know, with the coronavirus changing the landscape of professional sports, we don't know what the NFL is going to look like this season. We don't know what it's going to look like next season and going forward. Now, will a loss of revenue – uh, if the season is not played, will that change the way that teams approach their contracts going forward? It's a it's a lot to consider. And then at the same time, you've got to uh, take into account, are the Cowboys willing 
to bankroll on on Dak? Are they willing to stack all their all their chips up and say you are the man? We're going to have to uh, you know ride or die with you, and then they're going to have to adjust their cap for years around what Dak uh, what Dak is making because he's going to be the cornerstone, not only financially but on the field as well. So the, the Cowboys have a lot to consider. For Dak, it's, hey, I'm going to get my bag. And let, let's be honest, the market for him is set. This is what he deserves due to the market. Yep. So, I mean, all those people out there saying that he's, you know, he's selfish asking for that much money. He's not worth that much money. He is worth that much money. It's so, a quarterback league. It's a quarterback league. His numbers speak for themselves. He's one of the top five in the league, in my opinion. And, uh... I mean, I, I just – the only thing that scares me is them not getting a long-term deal done and then Dak playing uh, his tail off to get a big-time deal with another team. Uh, he says all the right things. He wants to be a Cowboy for life. But we'll have to see. You know, th- those, those kind of statements are made, uh, but you never know how he's going to feel when all the chips are on the table and – He's got a decision to make. If if the Cowboys can't uh, get a deal for him that he likes, is he going to skip town? I mean, that's his right, right? Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think it's a quarterback league. They're obviously the ones making the most money. He's super valuable to the team. He's shown that. He's gotten better every year. and oh, Just a phenomenal season last year. He, he deserves the money. But obviously with that money comes restructuring bad contracts or contracts in general. Uh, cutting some people, signing some different people, um, maybe having to pull off a few trades around this and Zeke and Amari Cooper's contract, even to Marcus Lawrence. Uh, you're going to have to restructure around those contracts. And if oh, he forget, signs... Don't forget about the big deal that Jalen Smith just got. Yeah, but I mean, it's not as big, but it's still, it's still a lot of money that those main four that I listed are making. And you have to restructure around those people. So it's going to be... I have a feeling that if they sign a long term, it's going to be a different team than what we saw last year. Yeah. Well, not just uh, in terms of uh, the makeup of the team, but in how the uh, front office approaches um, any kind of personnel moves going forward. Because, like you said, when Dak is eating up, you know, X amount of dollars or X amount of percent of uh, the Cowboys' cap room. What they do with the rest of it is uh, is going to be a whole new whole new kind of puzzle. So, I hope they get a deal done. Uh, I think that having Dak in Dallas for the long term is the best thing for the Cowboys, um, and it may you know they're a contender with him. What's going to happen if he leaves? And you know Andy Dalton has to step in. That's what Cam Newton comes into play in my mind. Thank you. Please, somebody give Cam Newton an invite to Cowboys training camp. So, yeah, we'll throw that out there. All right. Oh, boy. Let's talk a little bit about our NBA 2K head-to-head series as we wrap things up here on Episode 5. We will be right back after just another short break to uh, talk a little 2K and uh, send you on your way. We'll be right back. And we are back, and this is our 2K, NBA 2K head-to-head 
series update. Not a whole lot to report, Carter, since the last episode because for some reason in the last, what, 10 days, you and I have only had one head-to-head -head contest. So, however, I did get the win. 92-85, playing with the Bulls. Zach Levine going absolutely crazy on your uh, on your calves. Nothing to say about that. Close game. But, uh, Kevin know. Love sucks in 2K. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. Exclusive content from Carter. Kevin but Love Kevin sucks. Porter Jr. is a sharpshooter. Dude, that guy was lights out. That was absolutely ridiculous. But Zach Levine put on a, a dunk, a solo dunk contest. Darius uh, Garland was passing out dimes like half. it was meals. Yeah, but unfortunately it was the Bulls who were eating 92-85. And that gives me an 8-6 lead in the series. It's still very tight. We're going to have to play some games for the next episode. You've been stuck on you've been stuck on uh, Call of Duty for like the last week. And we've and had I've a bunch of showings finish, and stuff. Yeah, and I've been trying to finish my uh, uh, my season on 2K with the with the Sonics. I'm trying to trying to win that ship. It's about to happen though. So once that's over, we're gonna hit the series pretty hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you more L's than you've ever experienced in your lifetime. So okay, buddy, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, Carter, where can people find our podcast? As we wrap this thing up. Go to Twitter. Yeah. Right now. Right now, go to Twitter okay. at the Pick and Roll underscore Pod. Boom. Best Twitter account on Twitter. Facebook, at the Pick and Roll Pod. And if you want to send us a little email, give us some ideas, just put give us your input. It is the Pick and Roll Podcast at gmail.com. And that's pick in, letter <coughs> in, not and, like A and D. And yeah, feel free to drop us a line on either of these three uh, options here Twitter, Facebook, email if you have ideas for some uh, some segments or some topics that uh, you'd like us to talk about shoot us a DM feel free to drop that hey if you think we suck let us know we appreciate that too and follow our solo Twitter accounts as well oh yeah mine is at Cliff C. Gibson and mine is at Carter G which is G-E-E -E underscore 7 Carter G underscore 7 that is us on Twitter and you will find out immediately that uh, we are big fans of the Trailblazers. Ready for the NBA to come back in the bubble? Yes. Uh, please. Rip City, go Blazers. We'll see y'all uh, next episode. Have a good week. Peace out. Run that back, Turbo. Run that back, Turbo.